everyone. Welcome, Robin Sills from St. Mary's Hospital. Welcome to Medically Speaking. And we're Medically Speaking in the morning, and it's sponsored by our Spirit of Women Network. And we are going to have a really great show today. We um, are focusing on a topic that, through Spirit of Women, they had this title for this month, for Nutrition Month, called Chew on This, which we thought was kind of cute. So you may see it in, if you're on the Spirit of Women emails or you're on the St. Mary's Facebook page you'll see a posting that says chew on this. So basically what the focus is, is talking about us and our nutrition, what we take in, how our body uses it, if we even think about what we're putting into our mouth, and over time, how those nutritional um, needs in our body are craving for much more than we're actually thinking about and we're putting into our bodies. And I'm pretty excited today because as I've said to you in the past, we are expanding our Spirit of Women Network as well as we are expanding our reach with physicians because Trinity Health of New England is a larger grouping. And today I have with me from St. Francis Hospital in Hartford, um, Dr. Kathleen Muller. Good morning, Doc. Good morning. Thank you so much for joining me today. I know it's we're doing it via phone. It's a lot easier during a busy work day. So thank you so much for, for calling in on time. And as I said, you know, it's exciting because... Trinity Health of New England, you know, not only St. Mary's Hospital and St. Francis Hospital and Mercy Hospital and Johnson Memorial and Mount Sinai, we are, we are this huge grouping of hospitals working together to provide quality care throughout this region. And to be able to tap into the different resources is really exciting. And I'm so happy today to have you. And I just want to tell the audience quickly a little bit about your background, if you are indulge me. Oh, please. So, Dr. M- Dr. Kathleen Muller, she, for the last four years, you've been the program um, medical director of the Integrative Medicine Program at St. Francis Hospital Medical Center. And back in uh, 2012, you had completed your studies, and you were awarded a title of Fellow of Integrative Medicine through the University of Arizona's program founded by Andrew Well, which you can tell us a little bit more about. Um, you're board certified in family medicine and have practice hypnosis as part of your family medicine um, since 1997, as well as acupuncture. And in addition to your work at the Center for Integrative Medicine, um, you are also a co-owner of a holistic health partnering um, and private integrative family practice. So that's that's really exciting. I mean, this is a little bit of a different avenue for us to go down, but when I looked at the title of Chew on This, and we were really thinking about, you know, yes, we we can go down the road of, you know, speaking with the nutrition and our primary care physicians and talk about exercise. But I thought this approach was just a little bit different. And when you and I met a couple of weeks ago, our conversation, I, I think time got away from us. It so, did. <laughs> so today we only have a half an hour, but, you know, we definitely touched on a few things I'd love to share with the audience. So welcome, welcome. Thank you. So happy to be here. Oh, uh, incredible. So uh, let's talk about family medicine and how it partners with integrative medicine and, and why you went down that road. So as a family physician, I've practiced family medicine for the last 20 years, and it really is uh, the center of medicine. We care for everybody from birth through death. I delivered babies for the first eight years of my practice. Wow. Um, yeah, and it, it's a fabulous specialty. And 
probably, I don't know, five or ten years into my career, I felt like I was missing something, that I needed more tools, that although I, I love the idea of doing all the procedures that we do as family physicians and helping care for um, all generations, I felt like I was missing some tools that I didn't get in medical school. And so I began with some self-education um, and began working with nutrition and hypnosis. Honestly, I learned hypnosis completely selfishly to have my first child and then shared it with my patients. Wow. Um, yeah, we share, We talked about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. That was pretty neat, right? So yeah. you weren't sure if you were going to do it, but you did. Yeah, and I wasn't sure it was going to work, but it did. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just felt like I needed more tools, and so I started gathering these tools throughout my 20-year career, and then um, with my interesting bag of tricks, was asked to be on the advisory panel for the Integrative Medicine Center before it was the Integrative Medicine Center at St. Francis, and then they needed a medical director, so 2009, I became the medical director. Um, Both Sharon O'Brien, who is uh, the program director of the center and really the foundress, um, felt like we needed really formal education for me to help lead the center and so that's where the fellowship with Andrew Weil came in and it was just an absolutely fabulous educational experience for me. So Dr. Andrew Weil talk a little bit about the program that you went through um, to and what the background is there. Yeah so he um, so he's a Harvard Medical School graduate who um, was really looking at botanicals initially after his medical school um, degree and decided that we didn't use enough food, we didn't use enough movement, we didn't use enough stress reduction in helping people prevent illness and be more well. Mm. And so he started having patients and physicians sort of flock to him in Tucson, Arizona. And then he began this informal training program that grew into the largest training program for integratively trained physicians in the world. So now he trains um, over a thousand physicians a year I'm sorry, no. There are 1,500 physicians total trained in the, in the country. He trains about 60 physicians in three different um, classes per year. Wow. That, that's yeah. amazing. It is amazing. That is absolutely amazing. I mean, I, I was blown away when we sat down and we were talking. And, you know, the focus, as I said, you know, as you and I were talking, was originally all about diet and, and how it's integrated in your practice and how you utilize integrative medicine to help people realize what they're doing. And But there's so much more to it. But, you know, for today, a little bit, I want to talk about one quote you gave me, which I thought was really unique, was medicine has decreased the importance of food. Yeah. And and I think that's amazing. So give me, give us a little on that. Well, I think, you know, as a a Western trained physician, I went to the University of Connecticut. I did my residency here in Connecticut as well. We had some information and training on nutrition, but very little. And when we think about the fact that what we eat literally makes us, (laughs) I think it's astonishing how little import it's given in our education. And so I think physicians don't, unless they're self-educated, don't have the tools to help their patients. And so it's not that they don't want to, it's that they don't have it as part of our education. And the same thing in nursing school, you know, 20, (laughs) 30 years ago, right? There wasn't (laughs) that much, and yet it's so critical. Um, So that's really probably 50%, maybe 75% of the focus of the two-year fellowship that I did was food and how it impacts specific illnesses and general everyday wellness. So how do you integrate that in your, in your care of patients? 
usually when someone comes in to see me, um, the consultation will have very specific recommendations for that person. So it doesn't matter if they're coming in with heart disease or migraine headaches or uh, want to lose weight or have irritable bowel syndrome. Food, nutrition is the first subject that I address. And for some people, it's in more depth than with others, but it's part of the prescription that I give each patient who comes here before they leave the center. And you had said to me, and I and I so you know this this is so true. Diets don't work. Mm-hmm. And so, what do you do with your patients just when they first come to you and looking at what they're currently doing to help get them on the right track for a lifetime of healthy eating? I think um, we're so used to the Western medical model where you go in, you have a problem, the physician gives you something and tells you what to do, and then you leave the office. Mm. And that's the way we've looked at nutrition, right? right? Here you go, do the South Beach diet, do the whatever diet. Here you go, here's a list of foods you can eat. Just go ahead and do it. And people will stick to that for a very short period of time. Even people who are very dedicated will stick to it for maybe four to six months, but then they kind of fall off the wagon and start quote-unquote cheating, which I think is a word we shouldn't even have with food, and then they gain their weight back or their whatever it is. Um, And so I start from the opposite end. I start from what they're doing already, and we make a small change, and it's slow. And you're not going to lose, you know, 15 pounds in a week and a half. Um, But it actually helps people change habits and change their relationship with food slowly and consistently so that over time it actually sticks. So... We talked a little bit about food diaries, you and I, right? So, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, we were talking about the different programs out there, different types of weight loss programs that are, there are. And we were saying that, you know, not, not, to, not to give anybody a boot, any kind of promo or, you know, to, you know, say that we are for one program or another. But, you know, people that use programs such as Weight Watchers or other types of things, they're forced to use a food diary to count what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And is that, a, you know, a lesson you teach a lot of your patients. Absolutely. And I think so many programs, including Weight Watchers, teach great nutrition education. You actually know what the food, you know, how many calories and all that kind of stuff. But most of the programs don't get to the habit part. Mm. So, so much of what we do is mindless and habit, and it's just what we do. And we're faced with 200 food choices on average per day. Nothing else do we have to make that many decisions about in 24 hours. So, although you get good nutrition education, it's challenging to be able to know what to do with that and how to change your habits. Food diaries help us measure what we're already doing so that we can make those changes. So I think they're very important. Definitely. And we can look at what we're taking in and not even realize, you know, say, well, I'm going to cut down on my carbs, but not really realizing where the carbs lie. Exactly. And is that really your trigger? Because sometimes carbs make you happy. So you need to have a good balance. Exactly. And you don't know what to change until you know what you're doing. So measuring the baseline is a really important thing. And no two patients are the same, I would say, right? So completely agree. So you kind of have to, do you go in there looking at what they're, you know, taking into account their culture, um, their, you know, their, their personal habits, as you said, and maybe where they've succeeded or failed in the past? Absolutely. I think the story is the most important thing. Yeah. I can start a diatribe when someone walks in the door, but if I don't know what they've already done and what they hope to achieve with me, right. I, I, I'm just, you know, 
speaking, not helping educate someone and helping them change their lives. And when someone comes to see you with an issue of irritable bowel, say, because I know Mm -hmm. we talked about that a bit, if they come in with irritable bowel, and diet is definitely one of the pieces that you look at, let's talk about what what happens when someone comes in. So if we take that diagnosis of irritable bowel, what's Mm -hmm. the first thing that you do? So I I get the story first because someone with irritable bowel is not the same as the next person who comes in with irritable bowel, Mm. even if they're the same age and the same gender and from the same town. Mm. Everybody has their own story. And then I get the story. I talk about what they've done. I talk about their goals. Maybe their goal is just to get back to work or to whatever it is, not have to take two days off a month, whatever their goal is, because that's different for everybody, too. And then I think about that person. I use a prescription for food, and that might be um, eliminating something from their diet or adding something to their diet. A a, a prescription for mind-body medicine, I am so fortunate to work with a a group of incredibly talented people who do lots of different integrative medicine modalities. I have Mm -hmm. massage therapists, acupuncturists, nutritionists, energy therapists, pet therapists, and I'm able to pull all of those tools in for that individual and help them kind of work through who might be best beneficial for them. So it's it's beyond getting a prescription or uh, for for medication. Oh yes. Oh, absolutely. You, you can't I can't eat for anyone. I right. can't reduce anyone's stress. I can't walk for them or move for them. Right. And that's unique to what I do here in integrative medicine. I can't write a prescription for exercise and do it for them. Right. You know? Right. And so you know, you incorporate all those different tools that you have at your fingertips at the center to help get that person on the right path. Exactly. And looking at, and do you ever see where stress comes in, in relationship to irritable bowel? Oh, absolutely. I think stress makes going to the grocery store worse, let alone irritable (laughs) bowel or migraine headaches. So we know it's a part of what makes, makes us less well. We, uh, we're going to take a quick break. Um, Johnny's telling me we have a couple of commercials to do. But when we come back, I definitely want to focus a little bit on that stress piece um, and talk about today's woman and stress. Be right back. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Robin Sills from St. Mary's Hospital, Medically Speaking, Medically Speaking in the Morning, sponsored by our Spirit of Women. And we're focusing on something we call Chew on this um, for Nutrition Month. And we're talking about nutrition and our general overall health. And I have the honor and the privilege to be speaking with Dr. Kathleen Muller. And Dr. Kathleen Muller is the program, is the medical director, excuse me, for the Center of Integrative Medicine at St. Francis Hospital, one of our partner hospitals at St. Francis Hospital and part of Trinity Health of New England. Hi, Dr. Muller. Thank you for holding on. Oh, my pleasure. Um, when we went to the break, you know, we're, we went to, we were talking a little bit about stress and the, you know, IBS and, and how integrative medicine really focuses in on helping us to realize where our trigger points are and what can help us as an overall toolbox, right? Absolutely. Looking at all those different pieces that you said. And, you know, I say stress in women because we tend to carry everything, right? We're the caregivers to everyone. And then, lastly, to ourselves. So I would assume that you see a lot of women balancing career, balancing home and family, and then trying to balance themselves. 
Absolutely, I do. <laughs> so what would you say, you know, how? what are you seeing women come in um, with not just IBS? Are you seeing other types of um, ailments that come in that women are stressful and, and what they're presenting with? Well, I think... I see women, women use healthcare more than men do. So I see more women than I do men Mm. um, in general. But women not only have whatever ailment they're coming in with, everything from dealing with treatment of breast or colon cancer to Mm. migraine headaches to um, stress, anxiety, and depression to fibromyalgia. There, There are a huge variety of complaints that women have when they come in here, but they also have the full-time job, typically, of caring for everyone else. And so it makes it more challenging. Women, in general, spend less time caring for themselves than men do. And And so it's a re-education process. And you talked to me, when we were together, you know, we talked about the different types of foods, as well as some supplements that help with some stress, with some, like, say, fibromyalgia, those aches and pains, and not just for women, but for men, too. And some of those things that you help them identify that help, help may help the individual. I mean, as you said, it's very customizable. It is very customizable. And I also think that so much of our day doesn't lend itself for us taking a mental break. And I don't mean, you know, sitting down and taking a, you know, taking a nap for 30 minutes. I mean, literally when we're waiting in line, we're on our phones. When we're in the car, we're listening to the radio. We don't have a moment, usually in the day, where we have a mental break. And if we don't plan it, if we don't schedule it, and if we don't make it a routine, it's not going to happen on its own. You know, it's so true. And, you know, I, when I'm done with the radio today, I, I'm driving actually to Mercy to Springfield for a meeting and I thought to myself oh I am just going to play a really nice tape and I'm just going to meditate on the way up there and then I got a text I need to do a phone call (laughs) of course and you're just oh (laughs) you can't even escape when you're in your car nowadays and and I'm sure you know it just adds to that stress level it does but there are also some really brief interventions that we can learn to do that we can pepper throughout our day if you don't have the 10 minutes of quiet time while you're working definitely I don't want to the time to go away without having you talk a little bit about something you threw out to me, which I thought was incredibly interesting. And it really circles us back to a diet, which is something you call the organic dirty dozen and the clean 15. Mm-hmm. That was that was really interesting. for you. Can we can we tease the audience with that a little bit? Absolutely. So. There are foods in our system that use a high percentage of pesticides to be grown in the quantities that we eat them in. And so this amazing organization called the Environmental Working Group has done research to figure out which of our foods are the highest, have the highest pesticide burden, and those are the dirty dozen. And each year they come out with a new list in the U.S. for U.S. grown foods of what are the most contaminated. But they also come out with the clean 15, which are the 15 who have the, which have the fewest pesticides. Huh. So it helps us with our shopping dollars. Strawberries are on the list of the highest pesticide laden every year for the past as many years as I've known about this, 10 years. Um, and the 2018 list has not come out yet. It's usually the end of this month. Um, but you can go to ewg.org, you can look at the list, and you can buy those foods in organic 
um, forms, and then the other ones you don't have to. So you can figure out where to spend your money. So it makes it much easier to shop because there are certain organic things that probably we don't need to get, but others we do. And since I met with you, Um, a few weeks back, I am finding myself really shopping more frugally on things I don't need to get organic, but the things that, you know, you highlighted to me, I think are so important. And I'm, I'm finding that it's just, it's an easy decision. I'm glad. And I think we support our farmers. The farmers that raise foods organically and ethically mm-hmm. actually are healthier themselves. So we're feeding the system of health, I think, rather than the way we used to raise food. Absolutely. And I mean, you know, it is it is a little bit more to buy organic. But when you think of something like strawberries, you can only wash it off so much. The pesticides have seeped in. Correct. Right? Correct. So something like an apple, you can peel the skin away. It but, still goes into the flesh still, of the apple, That's right. You said to me, it still yep. goes into the apple. Yep. So what I recommend is this time of year, we should be eating frozen strawberries that are organic. Right. Because they were picked last June. You know, when when they were fresh and they were flash frozen. And so they're just as good for you as fresh ones. And probably this time of year, better. They probably taste better. (laughs) Let's get right. In June, let's get the fresh ones. So this website, can you give that out again? Sure. It's EWG.org. EWG.org. And since it's going to be updated at the end of the month, I might work with you to see if we can print that list and give it out to um, anyone that's in our Spirit of Women network. Maybe we can post it. That's a great idea. And we can also potentially do a, a handout at our Spirit events. I think that is another great idea. Yeah, yes. absolutely. So so now that I'm on Spirit, I want to give a shout out to you because you we are expanding Spirit of Women to our Hartford market and you're on our advisory board and I can't believe you you have the time to do this, but you're part of our advisory board and we're so excited to have your knowledge and your background and your expertise on that board. So I want to personally thank you for that. Oh, it is such an important program, and we are thrilled to be invited to be part of it here at St. Francis. We are just so excited. So excited. And I want to make sure I give a shout-out, too, because you mentioned her, definitely. Sharon O'Brien, who is actually the founder and program director, right, of the Center of Integrative Medicine. And she's also assistant director of the Comprehensive Women's Health Center out at St. Francis. So Sharon has been an integral part of our team with Barb White, Catherine Walker, um, myself, and the rest of the uh, the team, Mallory Craig, I don't want to leave anybody out, um, but putting together Spirit of Women and part of this expansion project and Sharon's knowledge of the Hartford community and physicians has been incredible to allow us to be able to get this expanded in such a way. So we're really, really so excited to have you guys as our partners. It's going to be fun. We're looking it, forward to it. It is going to be fun. So just to give everybody um, what's happening. So in Waterbury, Sparkle is happening as big as it ever was, um, at the AquaTurf May 9th. Um, and, Doc, we want to invite you down for that. Oh, thank you. Make sure that you're there so I can introduce you to people. But, you know, that is definitely usually a sellout. So, you know, keep your eyes open for um, when we open up registration. But the Harford event is going to be June 8th, I believe, June 7th. Let mm-hmm. me make sure I say it right. June seventh, right. um, place to be determined. But we'll give you more information as that um, comes out. So we just wanted to make sure we threw those teasers out. Well, I want to thank you. 
again so much for joining me today. So Dr. Kathleen Muller, who is the program, uh, the medical director of the Center of Integrative Medicine at St. Francis. And you can learn more about her if you want to go on the St. Francis, stfrancischare.org website and click on search integrative medicine. You'll be able to learn about the programs and her. And your email is on there too, I think, Doc, right? I think it is, yep. Yeah. So if they want to email you, is that okay? Any questions? Absolutely. Sure. Or they, you can reach out to me, um, robin.sills at stmh.org if you have any questions um, and you want to learn more. So, Doc, thank you again so much for joining me. It was a pleasure to have you on the program. Enjoy the rest of your day. Hopefully we don't get any more snow. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for having me, Robin. Right, I appreciate it. Have a great it. day. So I want to thank everyone for joining us uh, today. We're very excited um, to be expanding the Spirit of Women uh, network, and we're very excited that there are so many incredible physicians within our reach um, in the greater Waterbury area, expanding out through the Trinity Health of New England region um, to be able to provide you with information that you can learn from. So thank you for joining us so much. Robin Sills from St. Mary's Hospital, Trinity Health of New England. Have a great weekend.